Welcome to the Oscar Body Podcast. Join us on our adventures of discussing fitness, our lifestyles, and the communities in which we live. All right, so it's Cool Breeze and Bruce D in the studio today. Bruce D. Hey. Yeah, so we just going to holler at y'all for a little bit. Uh, we just want to get something in after the new year, after this first month. So um, we're nearing the end of January. So, Bruce, I kind of want to talk about, like, New Year's resolutions and your, like, personal um, your personal outlook on, like, New Year's resolutions and what you think of them. So, For me, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe in setting goals, but I do not believe in New Year's resolutions for the simple fact that if you need a start date to start changing your life around and doing stuff, then... You already lost in my eyes. It's like, okay, you say, you basically said to yourself subconsciously, all right, listen, on 2018, I'm gonna make this turnaround and I'm gonna turn my life around and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make millions and this and that. When you got a whole 12 days before 2018 that you could just say, all right, I'm gonna do it now. <laughs> you know, forget that. Or you could have did it in October or September, you know? It's like, to me, if you need a start date to start changing your life around, then you already lost. But, like, what about people that actually fulfill those New Year's resolutions? Now, the people that actually fulfill those New Year's resolutions, they the people that probably didn't even need a resolution anyway. They just needed a reason to change their life around. And so. New Year's just happened to be, just happened to be that, that reason. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm on the same side you on at that point. Because I'm like, any day, like you said, any day can be a special day in your life. Especially like to like start doing something differently. And I feel like, especially that like month of December where um it's so close to change like so close to that that date changing the number changing that like people almost hold out like i see it in myself like i just hold out the change when i'm like okay well i can go to the gym on new year's and go seven days a week rather than being like okay it's december like i might as well just go seven days a week now (laughs) and i feel like that like it's just another day like you said but um i like I like the idea of people changing, but I, I do think that New Year's kind of has, like, isolated that change event to one day in one part of the year. But, yeah. But. yeah. I honestly, honestly agree because, you know, when you think about it, people, the way people operate is that they don't want to change they need a reason to change and it's kind of like based on whatever circumstances it is that they they have or they're going through it's like i'm going to change for this reason mm-hmm. when really they should just want to change to be a better person yeah you know so i'm definitely about to get some uh some crap about this but i feel the same way about birthdays like a lot of people love celebrating <laughs> birthdays and all that stuff and i think birth is a like magnificent event but Everybody acts like birthdays are the only time you should be concentrating on yourself, the only time where you should be celebrating. And you know what? I feel in that category because I had this thing. I was like, 
The only time I'm rich is on my birthday. It's like when I go and buy expensive stuff and like look, you know, and flash and stuff like that. It's on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I never do nothing really from birthday, but that's one thing I always stay committed to doing. Mm-hmm. You know, but truth is, like you said, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to it shouldn't be your birthday where you want to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I pull out the razor and get the little peach fuzz, you know, <laughs> on my birthday. No, nah, like why you birthday, can't just do that every day? Yeah, and I feel, <laughs> I feel like that with other people, too. I feel like you should always be celebrating the people around you no matter what. Because, like, right. I, don't, I don't want it to be, like, I mean, particularly for me, since I was born in June, every time January, December comes around, or November, really, because that's when everybody in my family is born. But... It's just like, oh, DJ is just this dude, or Cool Breeze is this dude on the side. Like, nobody care about him now because it's, like, it's my time to shine. <laughs> right. You know, and I think I always, I always want to get an effort of celebrating the people around me because you are the five closest people to you. That's, yeah. who, that's who makes up your personality. So I feel exactly. like you should always be celebrating yourself by celebrating those people around you, too. So, right. Same thing applies for funerals, too. Yeah, you know, and but that's the biggest regret right there is is a, is a funeral gathering. It's like, why did it take for somebody to die for us all to come together and appreciate this person? Why, you know? Uh, actually, I tell you this story. Uh, one of my aunties, who's very dear to me, she had a birthday, and she had a gathering, and we all got together, and everybody was just saying how much they, how much she means to them, and um, how the impact that she's had on everyone's lives and stuff, and everybody was just like. She's not dead. You know, like we have the opportunity to tell her this, and she has the opportunity to hear it. Yeah. It was like she didn't have to die for us to say this, and it's just like why is the fact that somebody has to die for everybody to appreciate the person? So I, I really connect with that, you know, have yeah. appreciating and celebrating people on a daily instead of the specific specific days. So when it comes to New Year's resolutions, like you shouldn't want to have to take care of yourself and change your life around because the year is changing. You should want to do it. Every Every day, you know, and and strive for that, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's how I felt like I just made a lifetime resolution. But um, just to whenever I think of somebody that I feel comfortable just like being emotional with, they're like just talking to them and telling how much I appreciate them. I just text them, even if I'm just like sitting there like at work or something like that. I'm like, this person is a person and I would rather have somebody text me and be like, hey, you've been such an influence in my life. Like. Oh, da 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 da! Like you, that would make you feel great. And I'm like, people often overthink situations. Like, what if this person thinks it's creepy? I'm like, if that person thinks it's creepy, then they don't appreciate you. Exactly. They don't appreciate your like kind things. And that's that's just not cool. And to me, is if I can't express how much like I love you as a person, and like that shouldn't be weird for people to do. It shouldn't. It we shouldn't all, all we all are just people on the earth. We all have something and something similar. We all are going we all were born and we all going to go to a grave at some point. And that should be enough like similarity to where we say exactly. things to each other. It's and, just acting it's just acting in in the moment but in the in the best way possible. It's like I'm thinking about this person. So let me hit them up. Instead of you seeing the person later on and saying, "Hey, I thought about you," you know, not too long yeah. ago, and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure you did." Yeah. But you know, if you act on it, it's like boom. It's like, oh, this person really was thinking about me because they 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 contacted me. Same thing aligns with 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 life. It's like you got this idea, you got this goal. It's like act on it now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, I wanna I wanna lose, I wanna lose three pounds. 
uh, let me do something today to make that happen. You know, I want to gain 15 pounds muscle mass. Let me do that today, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's always something to be done. And I feel like in the society that we live in and like the, the, I don't know, environment we surround ourselves in, especially in the United States, it's like everything has to be done now. And uh, or like or it's not worth your time if it takes longer than a single moment or a flat or like blink of an eye, you know. Yeah. And so with like fitness, we all know that it takes forever for something to actually happen. It might, <laughs> yep. it, like you can see results maybe like the first couple days because your body's getting used to being flexed like yep. that. But then like for the next two months, you might not see anything. And then you said, exactly. There, like, <laughs> is it really like worth it? Like this is taking a lot of time or we even forget like, like people's trains of thoughts are just like so narrowed down now. It is like, so short. Like, and people get discouraged so quickly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like you see starting to see results. You said that well, they have to get over that phase of their body reacting to what's happening. So they go through the sore phase. It's like, oh, my body's so sore. Well, mm-hmm. you haven't worked it in how many years? Yeah. You know, of course it's gonna happen. Then once they get over that phase, it's like, um, I feel like I'm peaking. I'm not peaking, but I'm uh, flatlining right now. It's like I'm not you know making any progress mm-hmm. and then that's when they quit and then they got to do it all over again and then they flatline again and they want to do it all over again so they never actually reach the the the, the point of success that they want mm-hmm. fitness wise when really they are making that they are making those progressions that it's just not as significant as it was when they first started yeah you know it's like your body is like okay it's in great shape right now but where you want to go, we can't move in inches. We have to move in millimeters, mm-hmm. centimeters, you know. And it's yep. just, you know, with me, with, with like me trying to scope my body and everything, mm-hmm. I, I, I notice little small progressions. It's like, um, you know, my shoulder definition. It might, I might not get, I might not begin to, Super results like I was getting when I first started, but I noticed that lots of definition and lots of strength is um, being added to, you know, my workouts and stuff like that. You know, it's just people don't pay close attention to those things and then they get discouraged and then they go through that cycle of hopping into a New Year's resolution all over again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that kind of led into like what I want to get into is fitness updates for us personally. So you can go ahead and say what, give give a little bit of an update. What's going on with you? Well, for me, um, for some strange reason, I got up under the weather and I got sick, and then I ended up losing like I want to say seven pounds. I don't think it was ten, because it's balking season. And what I do for balking season, for those of you who don't know, I don't think I ever told you on this, but for balking season, I, I like to be in complete control of my mental. And for me, mentally, if I know my progressions and my setbacks, I'm easily discouraged. So the way that I control my mental is that I do things that don't put me in situations for me to be discouraged. So um, during balking season, I don't hop on the scale because all it takes is for that one day for me to hop on the scale and me lose weight. During balking season, I'm discouraged. Hmm. So I don't hop on the scale at all. But during balking season and 
uh, I got sick recently, and I real and I just felt it. I knew I lost weight. I saw it in the mirror. That was was flat as ever. Um, and basically, um, I just knew it had to be about seven pounds. You know your body pretty well. Yeah. Had to have lost about seven pounds. So, um, but what I did notice was that I had so much detail in my muscles. It was crazy. By me losing seven pounds, there was so much definition in my muscles that I I didn't know that my body was capable of doing that. And But since then, since I've been sick and I've been, you know, uh, getting back healthy and I've been in the gym, I've... Uh, Gain some size back. I don't know if I put the, the all the weight back on, but I know I put some size back on because my eating is back on track and my workouts are back on track. So that's my status right now. But oh. it is definitely walking season. I'm gonna stab up on those calories, of course, the meals, um, my protein intake. It jumped from 25 grams to 40 grams, which is really hard. Because, man, it, like, when you're drinking and eating that much protein, it really makes you not feel, like, good. Yeah, you feel, like, sluggish or something <laughs> You like that? feel so sluggish. Yeah. So, um, that's been rough for me, but I, um, trying to, I'm just trying to get back on track with that. But that's my status right now. Cool, yeah. So, I... Uh I'm doing that program. Um, I was supposed to be done like last week or this week, but um, holidays kind of messed things up. So I was just, I kind of sporadically worked out. So it was like two times a week rather than four times a week. So things just kind of carried over a little bit. But um, basically I'm just at the opposite of where you are. I need to tread some weight because I'm getting a lot of muscle like definition, like my my muscle mass is like there. It's like getting a lot bigger, but I still have the fat on my body because I weigh 190 right now. And um, I, I was doing some cardio before and I could see like the muscle definition and like stuff shredding, but I wasn't, the number wasn't going down. That's another reason why I like don't like to look at scales often because I think if I am happy, like the whole, concept of like you are your trophy like I want to be happy with my body so I don't need a number to tell me that I'm happy with my body but anyways I'm starting to do cardio um, after my workouts I'm going to spend about two hours in the gym now I usually spend about an hour 15 so I think I'm going to do about 30 to 30 minutes to an hour of cardio every time I work out and on my rest days um, doesn't have to be like super intense. I think just something just to get the heart rate elevated for an extended amount of time. And, uh, so that's where I'm at. I just, I did that my last workout this past week. Um, and it worked out pretty well. I can see. See, I always, I want to point out for people that have the size already shredding. Oh man, man. When it's people that already have size and they shred. It just looks so 
beautiful, man. <laughs> For people that don't have the size and they try and slab on, it's like they have to slab all areas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I got to put on here, part. here, here. Oh, yep. crap. I forgot my traps. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me do this to my traps. For people that already got size, it's kind of like they just, they just, they're cutting. And as they're cutting, they're noticing that uh, some places are smaller than others. So it's like, mm. it's, oh, man. It's just much better when yeah. you slap. But that's me personally. We could be always reversed sub- subconsciously because of yeah. where you're coming from. For people that already have size, they say, oh, man, if you starting little and you putting size on, it's easier. You know, it's just the way people operate. <laughs> yeah. All right. So along with, like, New Year's, there comes this wave of people. Now... Uh, I know you work somewhere. We're not we're not gonna name the place, but you work in the fitness place, and I'm like, want to hear like, have you seen this wave of people come to where you work at? And like, give me they your opinion of it. Come so it's like, oh man, it's crazy because they don't like, man. People did not wait. I'm not kidding you. They did not wait one day. As soon as January 1st hit. It was in the gym. They were in the gym. <laughs> by the masses. It was so funny because I'm on Instagram and Snapchat. And everybody's saying, starting the New Year's off right. And they, you know, they got the gym memberships and everything. And I'm got just looking at everybody like, <laughs> you do know you could have did this a long time ago. Like, why did it take for this January 1st, 2018 for you to do this? Yeah. Man, I mean, when I tell you they came in with the masses, they came in with the masses. But the thing is, you know what really tricked me out, though? Mm -hmm. It wasn't the noobs. Well, we call them noobs because they they, might have been seasoned uh, fitness people that kind of fell back. And getting back in the swing of things. Yeah. But, you know, technically, I mean, things change over time. So, you know, supplements change. Workouts change. Machines change. Machines are really changing. Yeah, machines are changing. Are really, it's kind of so, crazy. You know, how, technically, like, right now, they're noobs. You know? Yeah. So, the noobs that get in the gym, you know what really tripped me out more? What? Seeing the seasoned uh, fitness people in there just to show out. Just to show out. Like they literally just showing off. Just show off, and then I'm looking <laughs> like for like the the first couple of days of the new year. I was sick, so I couldn't go in. Yeah. So I went maybe like a week into the new year to get back into my workout movements and everything. And all you and I didn't even take my I didn't even take my hoodie off. I just kept my hoodie on. But I'm looking around, seeing all these well seasoned. Um, fitness gurus in the gym showing off their bodies and I'm just like are you really doing this right now and like like it's like I'm thinking like are you really about to discourage these people you know I mean well I wouldn't call it discouragement because when you see somebody that has a body that you want Mm -hmm. it could encourage you well it would I put it like this it would encourage the right person Mm -hmm. because the wrong person would look at it differently in in a jealousy way but the right person would look at it as motivation Mm -hmm. but you know I'm looking at these these fitness gurus like you really are about to show out in front of these noobs like this 
you know, and, and that's what really tripped me out is the fact that, you know, they were in their showboating and making all the noises and doing all the, the complicated workouts that you would have to take years to develop into doing. Yeah. And like this one, like um, this one girl, she did this handstand legs up ab workout. So her her hands were on the ground. She was doing a handstand. Mm-hmm. Her back rested on the chair mm-hmm. and her feet moved forward towards her body and yeah, back frontward. Yep. And then she then, then she switched to a bicycle movement. And I yep. said I just looked at her and I said, first of all, you didn't have to do that by the way, second of all, <laughs> you could have did that at home. Why are you doing that here? Unless you're trying to showboat. I don't know. So you do know. you think, whose responsibility is it to, like, to be educated or, like, accommodate? Is it is it the people that, like, the seasoned people that are in the gym, should they realize that people are going to be intimidated when they come in the gym? Like welcome others to fitness, or is it the new people coming in? They should know they're gonna get meatheads. They're gonna get people that are showing off. Like they're gonna people. They're gonna like get people that, that don't meathead. want them. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be people that's gonna be coming up in there that like, um, they might not be comfortable with the new people coming in there. So like, is it the new person's job or the seasons person's job? To it's the seasons person's job. Reason I say that is because you know. When you only a seasoned person understands what people in, in fitness go through on a daily basis, when you're monitoring your macros and all of that different stuff, that is a job. You know, yeah. when you make when you make that step into making fitness a number one priority in your life. Only someone that is heavy into fitness can understand and relate to that. So I feel like it is the the seasoned fitness person's job to to you know be conscious of the noob in the gym, you know, and not showboat and stuff like that. And if you do showboat, don't hesitate to answer a question when somebody comes up to you, or don't hesitate to be open-minded or you know, or, you know, be helpful in the gym, you know, because in that, in that sense, you're just being, you're being a part of the problem and not a part of the solution. So I want to play devil's advocate a little bit because in my gym, Mm -hmm. um, I I use the leg press a lot and, um, I've noticed that people watch how much weight I put on. Right. And I get a reaction when I when I mean I can relate to that because I get a reaction when I take my shirt off. Yeah, like honestly, it's not that much weight. Um, so the weight, the leg press starts off with 118 pounds, just like without any weight put on it. Right. I put um, I think it's up to I think I get to so I put three plates on each side on the lower bar and then two plates on the top bar. I don't really think it makes a difference. That's just how yeah, I like to do does. it. It does. Okay. It's a significant difference. Bro. Okay. But yeah, that's so that's what I that's what I like to do. And um just to kind of give a balance to the system. So 
when I put that weight on, a lot of people are like, what? <laughs> I just get those eyes and it's just like they just stare at but, you to see if you're gonna get it down and push it back up. I'm yeah. like, oh wait for it. He's gonna get stuck. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> and that's the same thing with the squats. Like I double plate. Actually, I'm I'm at so I put two plates on each side and I think 15 or something like that. So um, like I'm at the point where it can be intimidating to see somebody put that much weight on something. Right. And my thing is, they didn't see me two months ago <laughs> when I wasn't working out. So, like, is it is it my problem that people are impressed by how much weight I put on there or are intimidated because they're like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm about to put a 45 on each side of the leg press when I go up there. <laughs> you know, I mean, just because the people I, people I work out with, like, or I guess that are members of my gym, they're usually, like, older. So they can't yeah. they can't lift as much weight and they look and they're like oh my god that young guy like wow like you know it's just like or they're like I want to lift that much I got it. I still got it in me or whatever and it's just like is that my responsibility to like limit my workout for somebody else or nah I feel like honestly I'm gonna give the most broadest answer possible yeah I feel like it's your job and their job it's your job. Not your job, but um, your problem and their problem. Yeah. It's your problem because this is what you signed up for. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when you put that work in and that time in to develop yourself to be able to hit that weight, that's what you signed up for. Yeah. (laughs) You know, even though there wasn't a contract that you signed for that, but that came with the unwritten contract, you know? Yeah. And it's their problem because... Uh, that's their reality, you know. Yeah. And they, you, we, when you have a reality, you have to either accept it or do something about it, you know. Mm. And if they choose to accept it, then they have to bite the bullet. If they choose to uh, do something about it, then it should motivate them. So that you know, I feel like it's your problem and their problem. Yeah, you know that's. I mean, honestly, that's a, that's the most humanistic answer you could give, you know. <laughs> so like, some one flashy exercise. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but one of the flashy exercises is like the cable crossover. Right? It's like that that chest that chest yeah. workout where you're bringing the cables in because you got to use the whole cable uh, like set. Like, not the whole thing, but just, like, the two sides of it that are in the middle. And you got to cross it over like you the Hulk. And I feel like every time I saw somebody doing that, I was like, they're taking up two cable machines. Like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you trying to be flashy? You can just do that with some dumbbells on, like, a bench and just, like, do some flies with it, you know? And they... I don't know, like, for some reason, that workout just seems so flashy. Like, is that... It, it seems flashy. Oh, man, you know what? A lot of workouts seem flashy, but honestly, to tell you the truth, everything works differently for for other people. You know, yeah. yeah, it's true that that person could use one cable fly instead of occupying two of them. Yeah. But it's a difference. It's a, it, it, the smallest things can make a difference. You know, yeah. it's well, just, I mean, that's the like, same thing with like lack pools, yeah. like coming mid halfway and 
uh, with heavy weight and then getting that full complete stretch, yeah. it makes a it, it's a significant difference. Same thing with doing skull crushers where you got the bar and you oh, yeah. got to go my, behind like the head. That. I like that. It's a difference from doing it sitting down and standing up. You know, somebody get mad at me for hogging a bench yeah. doing that and say, oh, you can do it standing up, which is true, but it's complete. It's, it's different for me because, you know, standing up works best for me. You know, yeah, I can get the full contractional range of motion, you know. Yeah. So. But I just, because um, I know for me personally, that's how I got my chest sculpted is by doing those, yeah, those by, flies. By doing those flies. Yeah. Now, I got a question for you. How in the world does somebody that wears stringers compliment other people? Like, not, not compliment, but accommodate other people who are insecure about themselves. How somebody wearing stringers? Yeah. See, like... I get a lot of hell for that. So, my thing is... It matters why you wear them. And how you wear them. It's like <laughs> anything. I mean, it's just, it just matters, like... How you do it, almost. Because... Um, everybody knows that Planet Fitness, like... Stringers and tank tops really aren't allowed. Like right. any anything that shows more than like the typical fitted tank top is too much, and the reasoning for that is just because people get intimidated by that. People want those bodies. Like it just the persona that like is given off by wearing something like that, which is usually means you're conceited, like you're not considerate of other people. And I think it's just more of a consideration because. Um, I mean, think about the pressures of, like, women to wear certain things or not wear certain things, you know? It's like when you go, like, when you go to the gym, I'm, mostly men wear stringers without, like, anything underneath. And I feel like it's kind of like that, it's kind of like that pressure that women feel on a daily basis when they wear clothing. It's just like because the True. reason the reason why you're not supposed to wear a stringer is because it just like it reveals a lot of skin. It like it just kind of gives off a certain image, and I mean it's like sagging your pants. It gives off a certain image. You might not be like that type of person where the stereotype came from, and it's the same thing with women. Like if they wear something that's more revealing, they might not be that type of person. They may just want to wear that thing just because it makes them feel pretty. It doesn't make them, like, somebody that's just easy because they wear that. It just it makes them somebody that wants security and confidence in themselves. And so with the stringers, it might give you confidence. It might be comfortable. But also there's always another side. It's always a gray area with everything. And so the other people are like, well, I don't want to see this man's pecs up next to me every time I'm trying to like work <laughs> right. in a weight area, you know? <laughs> like, it, people just don't always want to see that. And to put yourself on display is just kind of like, because that's what you're doing at that point. Yep. And how you said with the girl that was doing the ab workout on her hands, like, oh, you can do that at home. You can wear that stuff at home and bring a t-shirt with you that actually fits right. You know what I mean? It's just like, just leave your shirtless self to yourself and like the girls and whoever else sees you, you know? But right. like when you're in public, there's just a consideration and like a decency to yourself. 
Yeah. And I feel like that's just not considered when people wear stringers that are just ridiculous, you know? I mean, you are going to, like, for instance, if you're a powerhouse, it's a little different because, like, they they almost pride themselves in that, like, logo of, like, a man, like, yep. with the stringer on. That was, like, their old logo, I think. But that's that was their branding. But everywhere else, that's not really their branding. Exactly. Unless, unless they're strictly, like, weightlifting gym, then I feel like then it's inconsiderate. But that's just... I know, I know for me... Operating with my subconscious mind, I know that I'm only going to perform if I look up the part. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I perform how I feel, you know? So it's like if I, if I look weak in my, in, through the mirror, I'm going to be weak. It's like if I look strong... I'm gonna be strong, you know. And another thing is that when I'm hitting certain muscles, I like to see it contract because yeah. it helps with that mind and muscle. Basically, it's it to me in my mind, stringers wear shirts just to say I'm wearing one. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's yeah. like hey, know you can't tell me I'm not sure I have one. You know, yeah. But like, why does it? Why does it take a certain like shirt or shirtlessness to get that confidence to know you're strong? <laughs> because some people are weaker in certain areas, and people like me, I'm weak in, and, and I know my weaknesses, and I'm weak in those areas, and and I do what I can. So I have this thing of like when I'm when I don't like how I'm feeling, I do something about it, you know. Yeah. And I know that that's how that when I'm feeling that way, I have to do something about it, and that's my way of doing something about it. And then, on top of that, more so that mind and muscle, it's a it's a big thing because yeah. when I see the muscle I'm hitting, I see it activating. I see it full flex stretching, and and you know and, you're doing it right. Yeah, you know yeah. you're doing it right. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, you, you it it just it 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 weighs good on the subconscious for me. So my thing is, we mentioned or you mentioned earlier a lot about mental, um, being mentally strong. That's not since I'm a golfer. Like I've, yeah, I, I've been golfers for years. Like I have, like I'm mental. I'm a mentally strong person. I would say like decently mentally strong, but like you say that, and I feel like is not. I think the thing you need to be doing is not a physical thing other than covering yourself up, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> but I feel like the, like it's a mental thing. It's a it's a mental thing of knowing you're actually strong because you've been this small, like scrawny person in the past and you're working up to be like this big bulk. It's all it's all about the mental at that point. It's all about making yourself mentally strong to the point where you don't you could be wearing freaking like a robe or something at the gym and like or a full sweatsuit like they used to do back in the 90s those all all like brown colored sweatsuits or whatever and then I, but I just feel like at that point like it's a mental thing yeah it's a, it's, yep. it's a personality and a mental thing well, and, I, and really I, I feel like over the over the course of time of me doing that mm-hmm. I um I've been building my mental because now I do I do wear my hoodies a lot longer mm-hmm. and the only time I take my hoodie off is when I get super sweaty. Yeah. And you know, sweat to me um 
results too. Like in my mind, it makes me feel like I'm like burning too many calories, so I take my hoodie off. But that's probably like the last two workouts. So I keep my hoodie on or I stay fully clothed for a, a lot longer now mm-hmm. because I don't need that, you know. So I'm kind of pretty much phasing out of that, mm-hmm. out, out of that, um, you know, me needing to look a certain way for my confidence, you know, because all I, once I reach the peak where of a notoriety, no notoriety, yeah. Um, you know where if I took my shirt off, people would notice me. Yeah. Once I reached that, that's when I started doing that and wearing uh, more revealing clothes uh, because I was I, I could feel it. I was like, oh, like I'm making progress. I'm doing something. Yeah. But now that I've peaked past that, it's I don't need that. You know. Yeah. So. And I feel um, something I was gonna say about like stringers and just any fitness wear in general. Um, I would go as far to say like stringers and leggings kind of because they do go they go hand in hand because like there's a double standard to everything and it's like if you were to if say for instance if a larger person or let's say a noob comes into the gym that hasn't worked out in a few years probably not that physically fit and um, they were to wear a stringer Everybody would be like, what the heck? Like, dude, why are you wearing this? Like, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> but if, like, say somebody like you or, like, Christian Guzman, who a lot of people know in the fitness community, if they were to wear something like that, it would be like, oh, my goodness, he looks so good looking. I'm, like, working out or <laughs> Or they might just be like, okay, I don't want to see either of y'all. But <laughs> it's just, like, it's a it's a point where it's just if one person is going to be able to do it, the other people need to be able to do it, you know? Right. And, I feel like, like back in elementary school, like they would, they'd be like, um, bring enough treats for your birthday for everybody. <laughs> or if you're going to eat something in class, bring something for everybody. With like stringers and all that, it's just like, if one person doesn't feel comfortable enough to do it, then nobody should do it. It's right. just like, it's, it's, a, it's a problem that's enough to eliminate that it doesn't like, it's not that big of a deal, you know? Right. It is like it really is not that big of a deal, but I think people are so caught up in themselves and what they want and what they need that it often takes it like takes away from like. And that's where the humble aspect comes in. Yeah, because that's what I've noticed since I um have been holding keeping my my clothes on a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny saying that. Since I've been keeping my clothes on a lot longer, and I've yeah. been waiting to like maybe like the last couple um last couple movements mm-hmm. of my workout to take my shirt off when I get super hot is I, that's where the humble aspect comes in because that's when people look and be like whoa I didn't know you had that under your shirt and then they're like whoa like wow like you know it, it, it brings a humble aspect because it's like wow he he didn't even have to do that but he did his yep. last couple workouts like it's like who are you you know yeah it's like a humble aspect because it's like you didn't come in here looking like that on purpose. Yeah. You know, it's like you did it because you were hot, you know. Yeah. We're young professionals out of Detroit and we're starting a fitness company because we want to inspire people to uh, work towards their optimal body for themselves. We want people to be their trophies. And um, I'm sure you heard in our intro that that that's what our company is for. So. If you want to see our website and like read some blogs, we got a lot of good resources on our website. Go to oscarbodyco.com. Oscarbodyco. 
Fitness.com. And then we have apparel and fitness gear for sale at obcfit.com. Yep. Obcfit.com. And so that that's just like our company that we're starting. Um, there's a lot of cool things to come. And thank you for listening. But we're going to, I want to go into more of like a business um, perspective now. And um, I went to, I'm going to, I'm going to like ramble a lot. Or just talk for a long time, and then Bruce D. Whenever you wanna interrupt, just let me know. I went to this like real estate seminar held by a guy named Dan Merrill. If uh, our listeners don't know who Dan Merrill is, he is uh, a guy. He flips houses. Um, he used to be in the NFL, and then started doing real estate, and now he's on this show called Flip This House on HGTV, I believe. And I went to this seminar kind of knowing what I was getting myself into, but it was free. And they were trying to upsell you for this like three day program. And like long story short, there was a lot of good information shared. And I kind of want to like talk about the specific point that they said at the seminar. And it was about young people saving for retirement and what it takes to retire. And our parents, the older generation now, they got pensions when they got laid off or they left, or if you're like an educator, you got tenure. And um, it's basically the company still paid you or paid you a lump sum or however, gave you money after you left that company basically for your retirement and living once you left. So the retirement age right now is in the mid to high 60s. That's average retirement age. And we were talking about how much would you want to make per month after you retire? And me and my cousin were there and my uncle, like we were all kind of just chilling and we like set our numbers and I said 15k a month and then my cousin said 20k a month and then my uncle said 20k a month and so um they said okay think about 20 years say you have 20 years of retirement and um how much would you need like how much would you need to have saved in your 401k to get like to have that much money so um these are all estimates, so don't take my word for it exactly. But basically, to have around like twelve to fifteen k a month, you would need one or three point five million dollars saved up. And then, so we dropped it down to five thousand a month, and you would need one point five million dollars somewhere around there saved up to make that over 20 years or over however many years you're retired. And so a lot of young people nowadays, they companies tell you that 401ks are for your retirement. It's your like savings or whatever. But that is not initially what the 401k was for. The 401k was for savings. It was it was just for savings. I guess for retirement kind of like it was just for savings for later in life. Like that's how you get your non-tax money. You put you can max out at 18 grand and it's not taxed until you pull it out. And then um, they would give you your pension or tenure or whatever you had coming to you after you left your job. And so 
um, companies now figured out they can save money by giving people 401ks and offering 401k, but your 401k is invested in the stock market. Hmm. So around 2008, anybody that's had a 401k knows what happened. <laughs> it just plummeted straight to the bottom, like because the stock market wasn't do doing good, the economy was in the tank, like, and so. Um, something that we were talking about a lot at that seminar is just entrepreneurship and how important it is if you want to have a successful retirement, which you shouldn't, people shouldn't think that retirement is when you need to start living again. People need to think that right now they need to live. Yeah, that and, is huge. Yeah, and so like at the like at this point, it's just like, we as entrepreneurs, I as like an individual, I am trying to find any way to make money without working and living for somebody else's dream when I have a job. And so the only way to get a successful retirement under this like 401k system that companies have is to not work for somebody or make passive income or have some type of longevity to your money. And not in the stock market, aside all of that. And there are many different ways to invest. But I just wanted to talk about that because I feel like a lot of people getting jobs with companies right now, especially younger people, we're starting to not realize how money works and not realize how companies can really screw you over even if they say they have the best for you because they can save money in ways. And the people at the top are whose dream you're living for, not your own. And so that's what I wanted to get at. Um, but yeah, so I think we can wrap it up there. You got any comments to that? Honestly, hey, that's that's the truth. <laughs> you know, people people live for retirement because they think that's when life starts. But like you said, life should just start now. You know, yeah. it shouldn't start after retirement. You know, so. All right, we'll catch y'all on the next one. All right, y'all. Bruce D. <laughs> Cool breeze. We out. We out.